and welcome to Combagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm Katie DeSanto, and we're joined by our favorite cinephile, screenwriter, teacher, lover of story, Jimmy. Hey. Hi guys! Welcome Hi. back! Welcome Hello. back! Great to be Jimmy. here again. Oh yeah, I've been waiting for this one. Oh <laughs> my! I wish it was under better circumstances. <laughs> this could be a I'm part one of three broke. episode. We could do a three-parter on this movie. I don't want to. I, I, I was thinking, can we shrink this do down to twenty minutes? Of... There's so much to talk about with oh, yeah. this film. Yeah, uh, this, uh, there, there is no way is... we're gonna get to everything. There's like three movies packed into here. There's actually. so <laughs> much and, and going like six on. movies no, 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 that no. went unmade that there are, <laughs> they thought they were making there are, at one point. There are very small parts of 13 movies put <laughs> yes. into this. Uh, but we are actually this week talking about a film that posits a reality less likely than Dennis Quaid actually being the age he said he was in The Rookie. Uh, as we talk about John Woo's Face Off, uh, a, a classic air quotes, uh, of the late 90s film era. But first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode. What is everybody drinking for Face Off? I'm having some um, Elijah Craig barrel proof in my Jedi tumbler. Looks like the pour is a little heavier tonight. Is um, that because of the movie? It's a normal pour. I add water because it's a really high proof. You were supposed Um, to buy into the the story of that. Yeah, I, I put I broke a little purple pill and dropped yeah, the powder in here. There's some cocaine in there. Oh, um, love it. That was one of the recommendations for the film and drink pairings. Was just lots some of straight, recommendations, straight lots whiskey. of lots of talk. Yeah. about this film in the lead I don't up know. to this episode. Don't you worry. I feel like whiskey neat is a sophisticated Katie's thing, got, and not this movie. Katie's got two drinks. One of them's yeah. already started to curdle. Here okay. we go. Oh. Um, so Melissa Schrader had a great recommendation. <laughs> Mind eraser. Here we go. Yeah. I haven't had one of those since college. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to drink it with a straw. Holy Hannah. <sighs> what is a mind eraser? Yeah, it what is, is supposed to be because you know Katie had to doctor it a little bit because we did not have Kahlua. Oh, God. So that was rum chata, some vodka, and a little tiny spritz of some soda. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. But, so nothing at all like the drink actually is supposed no. to right. well, No, it was pretty close. Clear. Actually, no, the, the, I just had to change the Kahlua. Um, this, though, I'm much more excited about. This is called a Cinnamon Toast Crunch because yeah. I had to look Ooh. at what else can I make with rum chata. You can make this because, of course, Katie had in the closet some Fireball. <laughs> of course she did. So Why this is Why rum chata, Fireball whiskey, and vodka. Uh, yes, it I is. I think Nicholas Cage has this Fireball label tattooed on I his think body you're right. in this movie also, prior I thought, to the company existing. Cinnamon Toast Crunch <laughs> is a perfect pairing for this film because this is a strangely um, childhood reminiscent mixed with alcohol making it kind of an inappropriate beverage for an inappropriate film. I will, yeah, I have something to say about that right when we're done this. But okay, what, uh, Katie, Jimmy, what is that around the rim? I'm sorry, is that like cinnamon sugar? It, it is cinnamon sugar. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Right. Wait, nice. did you actually get that from the cereal bag, or did you actually make it? <laughs> that would have added a whole other level. Yeah. Whole other level. You should have put some floating. I should have just some, floated some. Yeah, we. You know, we've got that cereal. Yeah, Eva loves her cinnamon toast. Favorite. This is delicious. Jimmy, what do you have? 
uh, I'm trying a new cognac today. You know, I, Ooh, I, I you love know, your cognac. Con Revanche. Sure. Yeah, I, just, I go to the liquor store and I'm like, you know what? If when I'm out, I'm like, let me try something new, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I get it. And this is called Revanche. It's actually really good. It's like a, you know, VSOP. Uh, it's, it's nice. I mean, kind of like what you were saying, Jim, maybe a little too sophisticated for this mm-hmm. movie, you know, yep. but eh, whatever. There's nothing sophisticated about this film. Yeah, I think uh, th- there are people that think drinking straight alcohol is like a crazy thing, but I feel like there's with some of them there's a level of sophistication in that i agree i think it's whether you're doing like a, a shot of right, jameson right, right. versus like s- sipping on a little whiskey and water it's different it's different different yeah. fireball. Uh, fireball my fireball. my beer my beer this week is um kind of like my experience watching this film mm-hmm. it's radiant pigs it ain't easy ipa i like the astronaut very cool. And I'm very excited to be uh, debuting my new beer mug uh, from Dugout Mugs, which is Ooh. a company that takes the barrel of wood baseball bats, hollows them out, seals them, and turns them into uh, pint glasses to drink your beer out of. Mine, let's, of course, has my favorite Mets logo on Let's it. talk about what a step up this is from your usual plastic large yeah. cup. Beer probably yeah. tastes better out of that. It does. It, be, you look fair. more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. I do. I feel more sophisticated. It's very I unique. Originally, I, of course, got the Mets logo on it. I originally wanted the movie poster from The Rookie to be <laughs> lasered onto it. Just but Dennis Quaid's face. Due, That's all you really need. Due to copyright issues, I was unable to get that done. We're so. gonna we're gonna so, we're gonna work that out. Yeah, I yeah. Work, behind the scenes, I'll, I'm gonna work I'll that just out do a company. little sketch of Dennis yes, Quaid for yeah, you. To, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> I was actually wanted the nuns. That was the problem. Oh, the that's good. Scattering the rose petals. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Run down. I I, I I I start to wonder where this is gonna go. Um, don't you worry I, about my, it. I had oh, a, a suggestion. Oh don't wait. Don't you worry here, about it. Here we go. as good as we can well, do. No, it's not good as we can It's kind of like an old west news wheel. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Hear right. me, hear me. Here Fallout here is here. the movie of the day. Caster <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy and Sean Archer are mortal enemies. One a hardened criminal and the other a man of law. <laughs> when Caster kills Archer's son, he raises the stakes. Archer will stop at nothing to exact his vengeance. Turns out... Killing Castor isn't the end of the story. A dead Castor's brother is the only one who knows where the bomb is. Stay with me. New story. The only way to get dead Castor's brother to talk is a face-off. Literally, to take off his own face and become the man he despises. But wait! Castor's not dead. He, too, has a face-off and becomes Sean Archer. What will Archer sacrifice for his job? His relationship with his wife? His daughter's innocence? His stocky build and beer belly? Yes. And that's only the first 25 minutes that's of the movie. That's just the first 20 minutes of the film. I, I had actually texted Katie saying, I think you should, for rundown, just read the dialogue. Oh, of- my God. Of uh, what he says to his John wife. Travolta when he's Nick's cage to his wife, where he explains the entire movie in case you didn't know what had happened. Yeah. The, the previous two hours. I mean, 
That was probably a good decision. There was there was a whole season worth of 24 plot lines in this two hour movie. I, I don't know fact, if we I, ever I think every saw plot from the first five seasons of 24 might have no, been in this. I'm movie. pushing back. We never saw a 24 that was this implausible and poorly thought out. Yeah. The oh. Brian's Brian texted and said this movie is indulged is like Over overindulgent. And the only thing I can think of is that it's not overindulgent because it's it's not it's not too much of a good thing. Like it, it, well, it's, is, but it, well, it depends on how you take that. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you. Right? I know what it, you're saying. Like the they, movie is overindulgent. They basically itself. thought every thought that they had. They were like, "Yep, it's that's in the a movie. great idea. It's in the that's movie. That's a great idea. It is. I don't know if ever this. seen a John Woo movie before. Put it oh, that's in. true. We can have that discussion. All right, let's grade face off oh, God. before we get too far into this on a scale of a plus through Chris Monero's the rookie uh, again congratulations because Chris Monero won his league with this good team. job so good job is, coach he is no. trying out for a major league Keep team working at with some those high school athletes. field this weekend probably don't uh, recommend Jimmy, any more movies you should wait what, 10 years what do you give us Jimmy grade wise uh should I explain it first or just tell you the grade? Yeah, no, no, no. Hit, hit us, hit us with, with the grade. Hit, hit with the grade. I want to know the grade. Yeah. Okay, ready? <clears throat> so, guys, uh, this is a B plus for me. Mm. Okay? This is a B plus for sure. I, listen, I, guys, I remember watching this in the theaters in high school, right? Uh -huh. And I, I actually loved this movie. Did yeah. you guys see this when you were younger? I did. Se okay. Senior year, baby. Okay. Gradu yeah, cool. Graduation week of senior year came out. I, so it's okay. So there we go. So I, you know, I've seen it tons of times since, you know, as a teenager and in college. Um, but I, I have to confess, I probably haven't seen it uh, in maybe 12 years since mm -hmm. I watched it in preparation mm -hmm. for this podcast. I was kind of dreading watching it again because, you know, I, I was worried <laughs> that it was not going to hold up mm -hmm. at all and a piece of my youth would be gone. Uh, but I watched it this week, guys, and found, uh, guys, that it is every bit as good <laughs> as I had remembered. This movie is awesome. What are you guys talking about? Right. Katie, go no get your mouthpiece. Okay. Listen, are you going to punch me? Is that why? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, Katie, what would you grade uh, this film? I'm going to hold on the grade for a minute because <laughs> I think Jimmy saying that he saw this as a teenage boy just l perfectly lands. Uh, no, no, no. Because I did too. And I hated. Uh, I all remember right, hating all right, this all right. movie. Okay. Interesting. Well, I saw um, it as oh, well. Wow, okay. And I think I was probably in between. Okay. Well, we have a commenter with us tonight who watched this when he was eight. So that's a whole other conversation. I uh, I can see how there is maybe some sort of nostalgia for this film because viewing it as a spectacle, um, I am giving it a C plus. C plus. All right, C Jim. Um, it's a D for me. Mm -hmm. I just I and I I it doesn't hit me in the in like the funny way. It can't like, be funny. It can. It no, can. there's too much weird inappropriateness no, no, but, but, to make it funny. No, for you, that's the point. Well, you know, like there are some people that enjoy it on a level that like is humorous and is so crazy that it it it's delightful. There and are that, some good lines in there. There's oh, there lines, is yes. there is one line that is amazing <laughs> that we could talk oh, about. Oh, we'll get there. We will get yeah. there. Brian, give us your grade. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say uh, I watch this movie every year. <laughs> it's 
except, no, not at all. Except, except the movie I watch every year is called Mission Impossible Two because they're literally the same film. There Wait, are, is that true? Uh, they are literally. Almost I've never the same seen. Film. No. They, they, there does, are shot. Does Tom shot. Cruise share a face with somebody? They, well, there are a lot of face changing yeah, masks in mask. Mission Impossible oh, Two. Oh, yes. and there are literally dozens of shots that are identical. Oh, in interesting. Now I feel like I need to watch it again. Um, it's a John Woo and, and, and I, I know, yeah. one of our so, commenters just yeah. shared that information. It's the worst Mission Impossible movie by far. By far. <laughs> and to be clear, I, who am obsessed and listen to a weekly Mission Impossible podcast, find it difficult to watch Mission Impossible 2 because I think it's so far below the quality of the other ones. Uh, I am going to give Face Off a C. All right. I was teetering between a, a C plus or a C. So mm-hmm. I'm right um, there with you, Brian. But, but I applied the rule I've been doing recently, which is I will add or decrease half a letter score uh, based upon whether mm. I'd be willing to watch this movie again anytime soon. I will and the only watch this with a lot of alcohol is, is no, I would not. watch. Oh, this. I would. I would. But I it's would watch a, it again. A party scenario. <laughs> But again, here's the difference for me, because I was thinking about how does it line up with like, you know, Roadhouse, Rad, where it's like bad, good movies or good, bad movies, whatever way you want to think about that. Um, It doesn't because there's several parts in this movie that feel so icky. Icky. Like. I, yeah, we get a, treatment of, a treatment of kids in this movie yeah, uh, is we need horrible. To just, <laughs> the right grabbing the of the, the choir creepy, girl's yes. ass and the thrusting and the O yes. face, like I. So he, that's where I depart from. Like I can't. So this can't just be a fun movie to watch because there is some super inappropriate. Like let's joke about raping Sean Archer's daughter. Yeah, but then or Sean Archer doesn't really like protect care. her when he gets yeah. out of jail. Uh, like there's. <laughs> he, to be clear, Nicolas Cage is raping Sean Archer's wife on a nightly basis. True. When you're pretending to be a person 100%. and having sex with them, that is a they crime. they do shade that version of the story in a way that somehow feels okay. Does it though? A little. <laughs> They deal I with mean, it a little bit. Yeah. They deal with it a little bit. Guys, I mean, they address it at least. You do realize what kind of movie this is, though, right? I mean, it stars Nicolas Cage yes. and John Travolta. Familiar and with it's both an action movie. Can, yeah. can I at least ask you, all, all of you this, right? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is an action movie, right? Okay. It has huge set pieces, right? Yeah. So it's like, this is what John Woo is known for. How okay. did at least the action, put the story aside for a moment. Did you like the action? Okay. No. There, there are moments. There- it's dated and bad at this point. There are really bad stuff. They are doing like somersaults and things that make no sense in the in the combat. Like there's a part it, where Sean Archer just like he just throws he just does a flip. He just does a forward in the flip. in the church. Just like, for fun. He's standing just like ten fun. feet away. There's nothing. <laughs> he's not doing a flip to even get behind cover. He By just the way, does a the flip, flip in the open. The same boat flip scene. Tom Cruise does the in the scene. So here's same here clip. for me is the the difference. The we boat watched, scene's a bad a bad take on the Indiana Jones boat scene. We watched without remorse, which was not a great film, but. Oh, well, you're that's watching. Fair. No, yeah. it is fair because I think there's something you said for like, okay, he's a Navy SEAL, right? He's traveling with Navy SEALs. 
and dealing with like hired assassins. Yeah. Right. Well, this is a weird. You, there's a weird thing happening here. Where like, what is John Travolta's position? He's an FBI agent. He's right? an FBI agent. The man goes from like not being able to hit a human who's moving through space to like Wait. flipping a jug up in the air but and being like. <laughs> I think it's fair to compare it to something like John Wick. Obviously, there's years difference, and John Wick is is like an elevation of the action. But like, there's so much superfluous, like grandstanding in the action in this, which I guess I guess makes sense at the time. I just I, it doesn't connect with me. It just doesn't seem there. There's like, and I said this to Katie, like there are very few movies that deal with violence in such a haphazard way. Like most movies, if you're that violent and you are that callous about the like humans losing their lives, there is some emotional response in the film around that. And that is not present here at all. Yes. So many people die in this movie. The, the, but then he has <laughs> random moments where he's like, no, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. kill him. No, no, but he I'm just walks by and guy. shoots. But then and, he'll shoot all of them. <laughs> like, yeah, there's the parts where Caster Troy's just shooting anybody that he wants to shoot. Like, But same with Sean Archer. So, like, yeah, he's an prison, FBI agent. In the prison, it's and not... he's just, like, mowing down people. And then every uh, once in a while, don't shoot yeah, him. Yeah, and then every once in a while, he does do those things where he's no, like, I shoot him in the leg. He was careful. He was careful not to kill anybody. No, yes, he, he was, was not. He would, like, he would, like, shoot the guys in the foot just so that they didn't die. Because he's that good. Like that. Yeah, I, I couldn't. By the way, so the prison, I had totally forgotten about that. Like it has been t since this that movie. That could be its own movie. Right, like, right. That, it's a fifteen-minute segment. Sean Archer figures out how to break into those computers that. and like blow wait, up wait, the wait, whole wait. electrical system. So, I mean, he's got such a set of skills. Right before that, it's like Kate, you know, Sean Archer goes in go, is, um, getting his surgery right, and we see him wake up, and they fix his voice, you know, to sound like Caster Troy, and I go. This is where this movie goes off the fucking rails. And in my head, I'm thinking, this is where Caster Troy wakes up and takes the other, you know, takes the other face. No, no, no. <laughs> we are now in an off the grid. It's an oil rig. Oil rig. That's prison a secret prison. With magnetic, like magnetic boots that you can, you can somehow lock down just the, 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 the person yeah, it, it is. But they're the, also using electric shock as a therapy. Yeah, as it's, discipline. It's a, it's intense. There's some. Stuff it it made me think of that run of movies where there was like, there was there were like these prison movies, right? Like, what's the one with Ray Liotta where he gets sent to the, to the. Uh, uh, oh God! No, no escape. No, no escape. Yeah. yeah. There's like these weird, like almost like dystopian, uh, you know, prison films. And that with the boots was kind of like it made me think of those movies. Oh yeah, well guys, th this is not on our plane of reality, right? We're in no. a bizarro world for this. But movie, but so you know? and, Jimmy, and but that's part of the your problem. Brain's frequency and you're in. No, I disagree. <laughs> I have no problem suspending disbelief if it's a good story. But there's so many times that they just decide to not tell the story. They just decide, like, there's we, no way for us to connect those dots, you, so we're just not going to show it. Well, 
can I ask guys, did you watch this in one sitting or did you like stop and watch? We, it? And we did in too. Two. Because here's my theory about this movie. So this movie is insane. The plot is absurd. <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous. In fact, you hear the log line and you're like, there's no possible way this movie is good. Right. Yeah. And then when you sit down and for you two hours, it, you two, you're right. no, no, no. You sit down for like two <laughs> hours and 15 minutes, whatever. And you're just like, it moves at such a breakneck like pace. You're just like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm like, all right. You know, it's dangling um, the little watch in front of you, Jimmy, to get yeah. you to not pay attention no, no. to the problem. <laughs> I, I do agree that it is. There are moments that are compelling because you do at some point want to figure out how this is going to play out. Sure. The moment where you realize that but, Sean Archer has no recourse. But there are also a million. You've seen the people get lit on fire. Right. There are also a million moments in this movie where I go, fuck this movie. Because like, <laughs> he, so like they, they want to add to his despair. By the time he escapes the prison, he gets to the, the top of this and he realizes he's in an oil platform in the middle of like what. I don't know. It seems like it would be the Gulf of Mexico, but God knows where this is. Well, it's got to be I off mean. the coast of California. Like, I looked like it was Santa Monica Pier. I was like, would right. you really put a high-end prison yeah, right but, off Santa Monica good. Pier? The, especially but, the church at the end. I would then, agree. But then There's at the a end, Santa Monica. It looks like the church is in San Diego, Bos Lerman, I think, yeah. and the uh, boat chase is taking place Roman in San Juliet. Francisco. There's a, so, there's also a, Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. Sorry. There's a helicopter chasing him around the top of the building, and they're like, okay, so you're like, he's going to end up back in the prison. No. no, he just jumps off. He's fine. He jumps off the platform and then cut to. He's in a car. He cut. swims to shore. You can see the shore right over there. Oh, there you go. Yep. There's a it, fucking helicopter. Nobody was, nobody was waiting for him. It's fine. No, nobody was Listen, looking for him. He was dead. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I don't even care about the plot. Couldn't explain I know, it to you, nor but, do I care. <laughs> um, but let me just point this out. I think Jimmy's right. Um, you know, don't we love John Woo? Yes, I love John Woo's Hong Kong movies. What I don't love is John Woo coming to Hollywood and having like pointless things probably told to him he had to do. And this happens with Mission Impossible, too, by the way. Instead, you get if you want to see a great John Woo movie, watch Hard Boiled, which is an awesome, awesome movie. What I've learned from like the Criterion channel is watch like the good versions of people's movies. Like mm -hmm. they, they want John Woo and he clearly inspired things in, in like the slow motion and the doves and the crazy, all that. Oh, stuff. I can't. That's but that's John I cannot. Woo. So you know what you're getting. It's a very stylized right. movie. So completely cool with that. Um, but it's because, so because random at the end. There's is, nothing else like him, that. Completely yeah. him. The We've whole got dove birds thing is, flying yes, through the church. Well, understood. But that's him. So I get that. I've seen his other movies. My point is, I just don't think this movie is as good as his other movies. And it's like weird to me. And may and and part of this might be in connection to like when it was originally released, because it was fairly fresh and new. I mean, he had done Hard Target with John Claude Van Damme, which very that was terrible. Scene. He yeah. did. um What's the one uh, the the one where it was Travolta Broke, Christian Bro Broken, Broken Arrow, Arrow, which did okay at the box office, that, and was, that was an okay, movie. but it wasn't as stylized as this. Right. So then you get hit with Face Off, right? <laughs> How it's long? June. It's June of nineteen ninety seven, right? It's released the week after Batman and Robin. 
So everybody had gone seen Batman Ugh. and Robin. Then they see this and they're like, oh, this movie's awesome because the last movie they had seen was Batman and Robin. But it was also like nothing people had seen before. So I think there was an attachment. I get it. You like a, it's almost like the John Wick theory, right? Like it, there was something unique and different. And if you're a young male, it's just insane and you can go see it and mm. you're great to it. But now I think you look at it and you're like, this isn't his best work. Yeah. And there's just so it's, much better so much better that's it. that is yes, being done. Brian. Even by him, there's yes. so much better. Like if it's I'm gonna so, watch it's a too John, heavy. if I'm gonna watch it again, and this is only me, if I'm gonna watch a John Woo movie from the late nineties, I might as well watch Mission Impossible because at least it ties into a franchise with other good movies and I can kind of I'll kind of get through it. And I actually think there's some better stuff in it. The motorcycle chase is far superior in Mission Possible 2 than that awful boat chase in in this movie, I think. So there's elements of that. I just think if you're going to go for kind of a watered-down Hollywood-esque John Woo, this just isn't the one I would go with. And I was upset. Unlike you, Jimmy, I was, um, I was not as worried about it not holding up. I thought it was going to be so crazy so out there, which it kind of is that you just eat it up and it almost didn't pull off those parts that made me enjoy the other stuff. I I don't see this as much of a departure from his other movies, though, as the thing, even the Hong Kong ones. It's like, you know, because it's like you have those, you know, better tomorrow, uh, hard boiled. It's like he's. Yeah, you have a cop that's mowing down 50 guys in one scene. And it's like, I just it's so think flippant it was about bad. murders and stuff, you know? Um, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but... Um, I would like to discuss the two things that are so overdone in this film. Number one is um, Nicolas Cage's ridiculous faces, which I, I can only <laughs> describe as his was- orgasm face and the look of insanity is that what it's supposed to I be i was trying to remember is this the beginning of the Crazy. like lore of him i'm sorry yeah. i didn't get to I talk mean, about the second thing that's overdone i need oh, to the I face touching faces your so hand is it's slimy. It's, it's like, hot in it's here, like Jim. It's hot. This drove me crazy. I'm sorry. Uh, like if you're watching this film for any sort of uh enjoyment, how many how many times does somebody need to do this across the face before before you're like, that's well, that's symbolism though. Overplayed. Because it's the face yeah. off? Is that why? And it was their token, their I family. I, yeah, yeah, I, ca- like I caught that, con- Jim. connection Jim. of love. You know? Oh, yeah. So but we all Remember, when this movie came out, uh, the, you know, Nicolas Cage was at the height of his popularity here, too. That's another thing. It's like He he was like an A-lister at this point. Remember? He he had just been in Con Air, The Rock, oh, yeah. all that stuff. You know? Well, here, let me tell you. This was the number eight box office movie that year. Okay. Um, but I, then I started looking at like what the first three movies or so were because Titanic came out at the end of the year. So it's kind of wedged in between two years. So I pulled that out and then I started to look at them. The other ones were like Men in Black, Jurassic Lost World, Jurassic Park and Liar Liar. Okay. I just don't think there were a lot of great movies Fair. coming out at this time period. And this to me at least stands out in terms of if you didn't see a John Woo film before, at least it was original. Some of these other things from this year 
like Batman and Robin, like I said, it came out are just like retreads. So I, I do get why this on first viewing at that time period might have really stood out. Absolutely. I get why people uh, went to see this in the theater because it's a spectacle. This movie is a spectacle. But Jimmy, yeah. to watch it now and say it's still good. Listen, the problematic elements I am I'm fully aware of. And I kind of push those aside because it's like, okay, you have... I, as a good action movie, from for a good action movie, uh, I kind of look at two things, right? The action needs to be good. I actually think the action kind of holds up pretty well. I mean, look, it, John Woo has his sensibilities. You've got to kind of like buy into that with the doves. But as far as like, you know, this, the, the staging and the choreography, yes, it's excessive, but nothing felt like dated to me. I actually appreciated that. Like, you know, John Woo has a reliance on like practical effects and stunts. Like there's very little CGI mm -hmm. where at the time CGI was all the rage. Let's like, you know, let's, let's butter up every scene with some VFX shots. And those, those don't hold up in other movies. In this one, the action doesn't really feel that dated. I mean, you know, the, the fact that people die left and right flippantly, that those, those moments, those elements do feel very 90s because you don't really have those kind of things anymore but um i don't know i, I, I felt like the i don't think that's consistent i don't think it's consistent i i think there are some action pieces in this film that feel good uh, like at the beginning i think the the plane and helicopter sequence is really engaging and fun yeah. and we're still learning about both of the characters so we don't really know what their skill do sets we still, are do we still don't we still don't know why Caster Troy wanted to kill this Sean This is Archer. very true. This is very true. There's a well, lot that listen, you infer you about the relationship. Him? Yeah, can I yeah. just say this about the plane sequence? I was still so disturbed by him making that stewardess suck his tongue yeah. that oh, I was unable and to And that was like a legit FBI agent, right? And she looked very eager. She was like, yeah, I'm going to do this for my job. There. And then she yep. gets run over. Oh, God, that was that was gross. But anyway, but but that like I'm in on that scene, Jimmy. I'm in on that scene. Um, but then there's just other parts where it's like, the, I'm sorry, the boat sequence was ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, this that was ridiculous. Listen, that dude, was what was ridiculous was the obvious use of stunt doubles. This, for well, that's it. That's oh the boat scene. The boat the, scene like, to me the was the worst scene. action but piece of the entire film. Okay, and this is again why I will put Mission Impossible over this movie because Tom Cruise is crazy enough to do his own stunts and he's doing them so they can. So John Woo can actually shoot it. I think the way John Woo wants to shoot it, the use of stunt doubles in this movie was so obvious, yeah. so absurd. It didn't try. Think of, didn't uh, try. It made me think about when I went back and watched another film from this time period, GoldenEye with Pierce Brosnan. And it was so obvious when the stunt double was being used. And that's when I say, Jimmy, I, I like his use of practical stunts as well and not using CGI. But if you're going to use, maybe they should have used some CGI to make it more believable that these guys were in the stunts. Well, the, because, when the boat, and, and part of it is, is so by ridiculous. the way, is, is just, it's not, and I think John Travolta is actually a great actor. To me, he's not that viable as an action star. I, I just, uh, I just totally agreed. I just, for, especially for a John Woo movie, like the idea of him, you need like, like Nick Cage, I could kind of buy into, but you need somebody like who is really athletic, who can move, who can do all these things. And you look at John Travolta. I'm sorry. I know he's a dancer and there's no way that John yeah. Travolta of the late nineties was physically fit enough to be doing any totally, of that. I totally action. agree. I, I don't buy him as a pilot 
who is trained in he's like, literally a pilot. He is literally a pilot. I know, pilot, I know that. I know that he is literally a pilot. I'm saying the the combination of things, right? That this character right, well, is a pilot who is trained in hand to hand combat, who is also a skilled uh, sharpshooter, who is uh, also a like a plus computer wits and just like take down foreign computer systems and well, there's a whole one breath. There's a whole like segment of, of like film buffs that are obsessed with uh, like the representation of technology through the, through the nineties and movies like uh, you just hop onto a foreign system and be like, Oh, this is how I override this. Yeah. Yeah. And so like our friends at pop battle there, you know, they, they go on that other podcast, doom thugs all the time. And they did a, like (laughs) A field of sixty four, the the best technology moments in nineties movies. Uh, obviously, I think the Matrix one. It came down to something with Matrix and hackers. But there were things like Lawnmower Man, where there's like the oh representation God. of the internet and how like you would fly through it. Don't forget um, one of Keenan's favorite movies, Disclosure. Jim. Disclosure, right? But then there's this where he they show like a, a user interface on a screen in the prison where he the, the most state of the art user interface in the prison looks like a drawing that someone did on like <laughs> MS Paint. And he's, and just he's like, immediately and like, he's like, I just, know, I like, know what, what to do. I know what to do here. They don't have a mouth. But, is, but like you were just saying, Jim, that is literally every movie. Oh, yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Jurassic it's Park, amazing. where they like yeah. a girl like figures that. It's like, what? Are you kidding me? But it's. I mean, it, my thing is this: is again, those elements of this movie, because the premise of the movie is so insane, bother me a lot less. Like that's almost yeah, yeah. not what got me. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost. N- like I was willing to suspend all my belief, whatever. I honestly just found the action. Like I off the top of my head as I'm watching this, I'm like, I could be watching so many other movies that were doing it better than this. And in, in particular, I always think about our discussion of John Wick and how much Katie disliked John Wick. But I think John Wick is far superior to Ryan, this movie. I will, like, I will tell you something very far important. Far superior. I would rewatch John Wick before I would rewatch <laughs> well, this We're going to watch but John, but John Wick, John Wick too. But John Wick is also, I mean, that's like a dance movie, right? It's like there's like choreographed dances with like little filler in between each scene. You know, it's like John yeah. Wick is not about story or anything at all. Well, the, the, this movie is Obviously. about story? Obviously. I think, listen, well, there's, there is a story here. It's just yeah, over. I, so you guys did not get into like the, the kind of the funny kind of cruel ironies where like, you know, yeah. they're, they're, in, they're in each other's lives and they're like getting involved in the, the, the relationships with like that they've had with other people and stuff like guys, can we talk about Joan Allen for a moment? Like she's, yeah. I think she's awesome in this movie and she's kind of like anchors it too. Cause she's actually like treating this almost like it's a normal movie. There is yeah, one part she acting. does. Yeah. Yeah. But there is yeah. one part where her acting didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I don't know whether it was the direction or whatever, but there's the moment where, um, as, as you know, wearing caster Troy's face, Sean Archer is explain is like telling their story back mm. to her right he's like oh mm. you did she yeah. cracked her t- you know i took a vegetarian to this meat dinner and blah 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 all their whole life <laughs> and she looks like she can't wait to hear the end to find out who, who this girl what girl is this you're talking, <laughs> you talking about? about who is this again yeah. um 
I just still uh, can't get over the-, the piece of the story where John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are supposed to have the same body type. They're not. No, well, they no, took they a say few. They're they going to suck his. That's a little liposuction. So and... let's. So we're still living in the pretend land yeah. where they they are the same height and structure. Yeah, with right, what? Right, like right. I, I couldn't. Don't even have. I couldn't shape. get right. over that. Like well, you're putting this person in too. with brother. Brother immediately was suspicious. Wife was like, "This is my husband." Can we talk about Pollock Troy? Because every time he spoke in this movie, it was like brother. He was he was, he was soft spoken. Yeah, he hey, was basically hey he was yes, right. Buster is, uh, he was Buster Bluth. Bluth. Hey brother. He was like bro. 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 I hate it when you call me bro. But he was like brother, it looks like we're going to have to break out of this prison. It looks like well, he we're was supposed to, to be all these people. <laughs> there was supposed to be something wrong like, with him, right? Uh, I think I, don't know. I think they were playing fast <laughs> and loose with mental health. Okay, but here's the thing, Jim, about that. Um, so we get this like complicated, I guess, the story of who Castor Troy is, where it's like you know who he is. He ties his shoe. He's that's a very kind He's thing. The sh- okay, the shoe so he loves his brother. Loves his brother enough Got to tie that. his shoe, not enough Hates to keep him alive. Sean Archer <laughs> has absolutely no morals or regards for women. Right, anybody, will, literally will anybody else, not dominate women. Any, any human. doesn't matter if she is a choir girl. Fine, fine. I'm talking like sexually. Right, yeah. is excited about Sean Archer's teenage daughter. Right. Then there's some sort of a development of character where now he's like protective well, yeah, of in, her. In that part of yeah. the movie, they're yeah. they're doing that with both of them. Great. Yeah. Then and, we and fast like forward that. to yeah. the end. Well, and then he gets all like, let's see what peaches taste like. It, and so you know, now, like, so did the growth not happen? Or we... yeah, I can explain. I can explain. Tell me. Mm-hmm. I think, Tell me. I think yeah. Jimmy's uh, got this. Yep. Because, <laughs> right, because they, they start to fall into each other's lies, right? Because, like, here's, here's Cash's development. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, uh, you know, Sean Archer for a bit, you know, just to, like, cool things down. But then he kind of sees this, like, other world this other side and he starts to like adopt the you know the role of like you know mm-hmm. suburban father right and it's Protective like he's, dad. He's, yeah things like that and then um after his brother dies there's that there's that moment where uh he kind of says i think he's on the phone with with caster troy um or you know with with, with nicholas cage and he's like yeah you know i'm just kind of i'm tired of of being this way maybe we should just swap back right so he's into it and then he realizes it's like not all it's cracked up to be so okay there's like an evolution and then a devolution and then now he's just done, you know? let's talk about his girlfriend the mother of his child oh my god please who also apparently has an incestuous relationship with her brother which we also need to discuss gina gershon okay yes so gina gershon pissed at him we do we know why do we know why she's pissed because he's stay. fucking ta- caster troy that's because he is who he is that's but why he there keeps is, but there okay there is an implication that this is an ongoing relationship this isn't just mm-hmm. like they had a one night stand like well remember a she doesn't know right yeah but he but he doesn't know the real caster troy doesn't know that that's his son which remember? is strange because because she reveals it to you know yeah, the yeah. yes, but Sean it's, Archer again character. we get the implication that like this is an ongoing thing with like they have a they have a there's there is a relationship there it's not just a casual 
I don't know. She's trying to pin him down. She's trying to pin him down and he won't. Because remember, he says something like, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to stay for a while. And that's when she kind of like perks up and and he's like, and then he, then he course corrects and is like, well, I mean, I'm just going to stay until we take care of, you know, Sean Archer. Then I'm gone. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All Uh, right. All right. Yeah, I mean, I wanted more, Jenny. Yeah, I wanted see, more. A, yeah, but see, this is a balancing act for this kind of movie, and this is, I think, ultimately the thing I like about it is that it knows exactly what to explain and what not to. The oh, face I swapping thing. Nope. See, but here's the thing: I disagree. the face swapping thing is so absurd, right? If they had explained it anymore and tried to get into the technology and science of it, it would have totally destroyed. Oh no, the movie. I agree I'm on fine that. with that. I, I, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. need no, to be explained. There's fine. no way, right? Totally hey, the agree. one guy says it. He says like three lines, and then that's fine. it, and then we're yep. in. You know. Um, we have that technology fine and it, and it just keeps moving on and I, I think i don't know i think they, they give us just enough to mm, not like get I, us i don't to, to I, I don't the, think you can apply that to everything else the, in this story. yeah the, the one thing that i struggled with right off the bat is like they use the moment of him shooting sean archer and killing sean archer's son to basically characterize caster troy but it's such an egregious act and an awful horrific crime that it's unbelievable so like you you kind of need to know what drove him to do that like no criminal especially especially like a mercenary for hire that is that is that is committing crimes to make money that's not the a path that you would want to take. Yeah, great way to get, get <laughs> yourself on the radar is to kill an FBI agent's child. Well, he wasn't trying to kill the child, but he. But, I know, but regardless, but, it's like you're shooting somebody on at a merry-go-round. It, it you're telling me that's the only place he could find the. I, I love how he's in the middle of a field in Griffith Park, and he just <laughs> he has, has a little tarp anywhere. over the sniper rifle. He like anywhere. has a tarp over it. It's yeah. like he had to set that up at some point. Has, yeah. has nobody seen him set that up? We need something. And the straw for a movie. <laughs> this yeah, long i mean it would have been so easy to just give some sense of like what came before this vendetta right it would have been because awesome. you see it play out it would have been so much better to have him kill sean archer and then break like pollux out of prison or something like it would have been to know that like sean put his brother it i don't know something something to like put it on the path and i get it it's it's already like a two and a half hour movie or okay. whatever, but unforgivable moments. The end of this movie. <laughs> Can we please talk about it? All right. Okay. So Castor oh, Troy I has forgot. a child that looks just like Sean Archer's child. Fine. Fine. Sean Archer is played out to be the, you know, most considerate, maybe not the most sexy husband. He unilaterally makes the decision that they will adopt <laughs> the child. Yes, by him. No, just brings him home. Just brings him home from the works, hospital. The Meanwhile, way, apparently, no is he driving yeah, I himself? Think, I think Did it, somebody just drop him off in a cab? They don't know that he's coming home. I they think are that surprised that he comes home. Daughter has had miracle transformation. I don't need to hide myself anymore behind all of this goth makeup. It's me, Daddy. Here I am. You didn't care about me for the past nine years, but now I look regular and it'll be fine. And you've brought us a new brother. I hated the end. I hated well, it. you know, that it really ties the bow on this movie, which is the main really, theme. It's like is the rug. It's like adoption, the rug. Adoption heals all scars. Adoption heals all scars. 
even even the kid the kid being adopted by the person who killed his father mm-hmm. yes yep I just replace that child. story for that kid I really to tell later parties our last adoption story which was hunt for the wilder people um preferred that, that movie oscar worthy compared to this gem um, so much of this movie i envision like sitting on my couch in college and being okay with it, watching it on a 30 inch TV after happy hour. Uh, oh, probably after the bar more than happy. You hour. weren't thinking like, with no, a sober brain, not thinking blowing up. Amazing. Love it all. Yep. Here's a question I have. Katie, if Jim and I were to swap faces and I were to come live with you for a week, would you really not know that I was that it was a different person? So, Jimmy, this is the thing, right, where you're talking about the storytelling, like what's believable, what's not. Mm -hmm. If we are to believe that Caster Troy's brother is immediately suspicious. We later find out. He is immediately suspicious. Uh, uh, let me take he is a, immediately let me take suspicious. Let me, let me take, take this one. Okay. Uh, he is I immediately say, suspicious. Sean Archer makes her lobster. Right, right. That's true. I, I wanted. I just wanted to. Say, no, he doesn't. Caster Troy does. Um, well, right, right. So yes. what I wanted. I think that's part of the movie is that they are struggling in that in that first couple moments. But then they adapt into being closer to the other person, which is what puts the tension in the movie. Whether he pulled it off or not is I I I, listen, I, I bought into that completely because we're talking about a series. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're talking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Listen, we have. Hold on, it's a couple days, right? We're talking about a couple days. They're both like Jim was saying. They were both distant from each other, right? So they they were kind of strangers to each other. Remember, he reads the journal, um, and you know they're both like you know she works as the doctor. Like I, I don't even know how often they're crossing paths, right? So would you automatically assume this this person looks exactly like the husband, right? Why would you automatically assume? Oh, this is not my husband. Okay, you know, two with things. Pollux Troy. Can <laughs> I say ahead. one last thing? Yep. With Pollux Troy. I don't think he was suspicious, like, oh, this isn't my brother. He's face swapped. It's that, like, A, he thought his brain was scrambled, or B, uh, he thought he might be, like, an informant or something. Like, there, there's, he, there's mm. something else going on there, right? Okay. But I don't think anybody mm-hmm. thought that okay. there was a, a base. A face Simil- similarly, then. Hey, brother. I would expect for the woman who is the wife of, they've been together for, like, 20 years to immediately be. What is wrong with you? Um, we need to get a brain scan. This, it's, are you sick? I'm med- <laughs> I'm a medical doctor. Are you feeling? Is there something happening? Are you having a life altering situation? Because this is not who you are, right? Like, I don't care what the person looks like. You would know that that is not your spouse. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like that is that is literally unbelievable which by the way they kind of counteract themselves when she so almost easily believes that nick cage sean archer is sean archer she's like oh yeah i i i'll take your yes! blood i, I kind of he that's you her. i know what you he touches he her face. Her. remember oh i hated it 
But guys, remember, only a few days later, he had he had closed closed the case that had been like you know lingering over him for yes, years. That was the end of uh, movie said, one. Well, he well, yeah, but but he had said he's like, okay, I'm ready to move on. I'll do the yeah. counseling. So I can totally buy that she would think that like, okay, yeah, like something's wrong with him. But this is kind of like the start of like he's a new processing him, right? he's processing yeah. things. this is yeah, to like, me this movie how am i, I on jimmy's side on this what is it, happening i don't know why i don't know what just I happened these but things I, make sense that does not make any sense, sense. Does, that it's pulled it off that does only, not make any five sense five days katie it's well five we'll, days, we'll see i'm gonna show up with the gym mask on uh <laughs> and we'll see if katie can tell right away if it's jim or not um this is like this film. Not I think having I get, sex with them. I think this film. Yeah, no, I nope. just find that unbelievable. But that's like he an made issue for her me. lobster. Yeah, they have been I, together twenty years. She's been a vegetarian and, for the entire time. By the way, he made enough food for eighteen people. So much food. <laughs> but this is like to me, like I think what angers me, and I don't really blame any of the people involved in it. But like this, like to me, screams the issues with like big studio films, right? Where I felt like so many people were involved in this movie. Like Katie, you hit on it. Like, let's do this. And then let's do this and let's do this. And John Woo probably didn't have a huge amount of power because, you know, he was big and hunk. So he's like, okay, I'm going to shoot it. He wants to do his stylized version. And then you have producers saying this, and then you get Nick Cage and John Travolta, who were both huge at that time. Right. Yeah. So they want well, to be like adding. It's almost in a sense kind of what is happened with the Fast and the Furious movies as if they've gotten bigger. All these people are like, well, now I need this scene in here and then I need to showcase myself here and then I need this and then the director wants this and then one producer wants this and it just turns into this jumbled thing. Yeah. And the editing to me in this movie was really jarring. Like I, I really was well, disinterested it's a, it's in a, it. It's an absolute success, so you can't fault the producers and no, no, whatever no. for I, doing I what mean, they, they did. They packaged it in yeah. a way. I, I'm, I'm not going to argue it, and it, and it makes money. But in terms of like a coherent, yeah, it's quality weird. type but, movie, but I think it's difference, the difference with the Fast and the Furious is like, <clears throat> for me, it's it's that I don't think the writer or director of Face Off is in on the joke. Yes. Whereas like the Fast and the Furious, everybody's in on the joke. At They've this point. started to know what's going on. Yes. Right. Sure. From the first movie. I no, first... I don't think so. No, no, no. The no. First, first movie, movie is, is, is way different. Yes. Have you ever seen it? It's yeah, I actually it's really good. like the first it's one. It's very good. It's a, it's I'm, not, I'm sorry. Movie. I'm not saying, sorry. I'm saying that the movie knows what it is. Yeah, yeah, but it, it it but they were the, different things. That's the, a yeah. fair statement. Yes. They knew they've always known what they are. What they are has evolved over time. This though. movie does not know what it's trying to be. That's true. I, I, to like, some I, extent, because I think that there are moments where I'm like, you could just enjoy this as just a ridiculous, fun action film, and then there's the moment where it's like. But that feels so gross. I mean, to be clear, this is Freaky Friday, the Disney movie where people yeah, start getting it's a, killed. It's, it's a body it's movie. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's, I think they try. I think there was just maybe too much in it at points. Like the weird stuff was too much, and maybe it is the evolution of action film. I do think that we have gotten much 
better, much high, more high caliber action films um, in the last 15 to 20 years. Like the production value, the stunts, all that stuff, I think is just much better now. No, than it was none of them then. have Frank Sabatka helping, Whoa, true. <laughs> helping break someone out of prison. Him still having the vomit. On oh my his, God, it was terrible. The vomit was there for so long. It was still just sitting on his Jimmy, shirt for so long. Here, here's a question I have for you, though, because you, you do like the movie. Because I've seen all... I've, I've now watched, within the past year, Face Off, Con Air, and The Rock. Mm. Where do you rank those three? Uh, at, with Cage. Fa so, Face Off is in the middle. I think the best by far is The Rock. <gasps> I I... Love uh, I, think the, I think I, I think the Connor. rock is is honestly is phenomenal. I think that's actually it, it kind of actually helped guide uh, the kind of the evolution of action films for the next like. Well, that's what I mean. And, and that's what yeah. I thought um, like, to me. To me, face off is a clear third of those three. And maybe I've seen all three. The rock. I, I'm with you, Jimmy. I think like really helps transform modern yeah. mainstream action. But I actually think Con Air is it on the journey? I love yeah, Con Air. More, I think it's like more enjoyable yeah. than, mm. than this. See, I, I, I think there's less. See, to me, Con Air, I never really liked Con Air because it is like it's, you know, it's action without any stakes, you know, without anything. There's like no investment, no emotion. There's nothing. I mean, I thought this movie was trying, at least. Face Off was trying to do some things. It was saying some things with, like, you know, again, the the intersection of these guys' lives and getting yeah. involved in each other. Like, there's something, there's something there, even if it doesn't totally pull it off, right? It's They're like trying. Oh, that's, that's an interesting notion. It's like this idea, like you know, the moment where um, Joan Allen is like, okay, wait, you know what day it is? And you know, he takes Caster Troy to it's the, the you know the birthday <laughs> of their son, and like you know, Caster Troy is forced to like stand there and like comfort this woman but he didn't seem when, to care about that though, well he? He, you see in his okay. eyes there's something right well look he, he, this guy's a psycho killer whatever but like he but you could see in his eyes there is something right and this idea that he has to try to to comfort her right do, well, do his best and I, I don't know there was something you know like simultaneously icky but also like you know you, you can then see just watch the like departed struggle there you know no but, but i'm, you know what? I'm yes. sorry yes. i think it's not the departed but, right, but right. you're like but to All me I'm what you're saying is, is it goes half of the way yeah, yeah right. it goes half exactly. of the way it doesn't there's no con air that even approaches oh i disagree steve buscemi's character what oh what He's a sex. Offender. Yeah, I know, but you see growth in the character. Oh, he not chooses much. not to. Oh, Poor okay. Dave Chappelle um, gets thrown I, out of the plane. Yes. Yeah. But here's my point with this is kind of where the issue I would have rather this film not try to do that and just be what it was. And mm. like as much as we can make fun of John Wick, like what sets him on the murder spree, like his wife's dead, but they kill a dog. And that's absurd. But it's absurd. And then it just goes in because it knows what it's it, it is. And that's what I think I like con air more than this and i understand and again i i feel like this odd attachment and it's been so so long since i saw face off but i've seen mission impossible 2 too many times uh, honestly um and i and i get it like because john Woo was trying to do the same type of thing in that movie yeah, yeah. and i think it, it maybe worked slightly better for me with the rest of that mission impossible series because now i can go back and there's a character I know, so I can like buy into some of the themes that John Woo is trying to get across. But I, I just don't. I, I, 
I know everybody talked about like all the buzz about it at the time is like, oh, Travolta's playing Cage and play- Cage is playing Travolta. I, it, I was underwhelmed hmm. by by. I all think that they act. got them wrong. To be honest with you, I said that to Katie in the middle of the movie, and we probably don't have enough time to like dive into this, but I think it's an interesting. I think they should have flip flopped. I don't think it roles. should have been John Travolta. No, I don't either, Kate. Jim. I think you're absolutely right. And after watching The Rock, that even reinforced it more to me. Travolta goes on to play the sleazier character in like Swordfish and other oh, movies Jesus. of that. Yeah, but other movies, yeah, of that ilk. And I think you're right. I think Nick Cage, like everything's crazy. Nick Cage, you can still be a little crazy, but his character in The Rock is. But you have to remember, he's going to end up playing crazy for the majority of this movie. Yes. And I just think it would have been better to have. Well, I agree with that. There there were several actors that were originally considered. The movie was written apparently for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Stallone. To play the two oh, that would have been, been so much better. And, and then, and then, guys, you know who got attached, and, and you know because um, he's in Warwick Davis and Denzel Washington. Michael Douglas was supposed to play the FBI agent, and so it is, yeah, because guys, Michael uh, Douglas so is a producer funny. on this movie. He is a producer. He is the because producer. he's he was, the A line producer of this film, right? Because he was yeah. attached to Star, and then he bowed out, but he still got executive. Well, producing okay, so oh may, maybe God. maybe it's better than what we would have gotten. So I this mean, was like I, a third. This was like third choice or fourth choice actor roles. You know, I mean, it makes uh, complete sense when you see those two names. You're like, yeah, the, at that time, that's huge. Yeah, and that by the way, that's why people went and saw this. Let's be clear. I mean, this is well, no, I quintessential think- late. This is a quintessential late 90s summer movie. This That's is it. what you were going to That's see. It. Like that, if you look at the run of films of the late 90s, I, we already read off the list earlier. You get movies like Independence Day thrown in there. Love that movie. Godzilla, that the movie. Matthew Broderick <laughs> Godzilla. Like all these things, it, these were the late 90s films. You know, you Why? would watch Independence Day over this movie. You know. Oh, I don't know that. You know, you know. Um, well, that's a great segue because here's our question: uh, King of the Hill or Bottom of the Barrel? Ooh, would you Ooh, no. rank this movie ahead of Judas and Black Messiah? Let me start. Of course, <laughs> I would. Of course, I would. This. Wait, uh, I, how could you not? Brian's uh, not big you? on Ju- Judas and that Black Messiah, but uh, he's kidding. I know I'm he's kidding. clearly kidding. he's kidding. Uh, Jimmy, have you seen Judas and the Black Messiah? I have. I have. Would you put this film over Judas and the Black Messiah? I would I would not. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I would not. So I think we can eliminate that portion. Here's the real question. Would you choose to watch Chris Monero's The Rookie over Face Off? No, The no, Rookie is a shit so burger boring. with shit. So I mean, this it this is it's an is interesting really film. There's It is so I, bad. I am going to tell you something. Oh, I no. would watch The Rookie. Oh wow. Again before i would watch wow this. see no like i Shame i think there's you, more so. to dissect in this I, movie yes. no i think i, I could laugh we haven't at the rookie like oh, we, we haven't talked about again. i'm sorry there are some cinematic moments in this film where there's like slow motion used oh god in the slow really, like yes. he loves I do slow motion the cinematography. i'm sorry no film. i don't I, appreciate, I do appreciate the cinematography that. but i find I it hysterical and so the entertainment factor of this movie. The, it, to me, what's really funny is the unevenness of the cinematography, where there are some shots that are composed so beautifully, 
and makes sense as you're looking at them is like, wow, that's that makes sense. And then there are other moments where you're like, what the fuck are they doing? The like way the up they close shoot on the it, faces and stuff. Detracts like, from the emotional impact. It's confusing. So like it's the literally three confusing. people being doused in fuel and lit on fire. That doesn't feel bad there's because there's a weird way that that, <laughs> yeah, that is portrayed is... where it's like i guess this is okay well they don't want to show the only minorities being set on fire they're being set on fire i think it's all right because it's being told in a fun way Ugh. i don't is the cinematography is very confusing to me yeah there's some interesting stuff all right it is time for <laughs> five questions you want answers you want answers i want the truth I think Jimmy's so mad right now. Jimmy, are you mad? No, 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 no. I, uh, guys, I, I was actually expecting you guys to throw some tougher punches. Like, the, <laughs> see, actually, listen, sees, you know, I think that's, that's respect. I, I, it is respectful. I did refer to this as the male pretty woman in no, our text chain. Listen, I would watch this film again with a group of people with drinks in our hands and I, and I would be entertaining and, I, yeah, and I, think, I just feel like there's a bunch of other movies that we have watched that I would pick to Brian do get down here before. for Katie's birthday we're renting out a theater yeah Ooh. that'll be fun double Jimmy, feature what were you going to say Jim that and chances no I was just going to say I think I mean I find Mission Impossible 2 so much worse than this movie I, I don't think remember it. it's not memorable anyway. I mean at least this film is memorable oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've oh, yeah. seen this film since I saw it the first time and I remembered parts of this movie, especially, um, sorry, the Nicolas Cage without a face part. I totally remember oh, that. Yeah, I was like, oh, was you're going to see glasses. the, you're gonna yeah, see the that, reflection that was... of the, the bloody. But he he's smoking without a face. That's amazing. I thought yes. that was a, a nice touch. He didn't take. have lips. Okay. He didn't have lips. Um, all right. Okay, here we go. Uh, Katie's going to ask five questions to Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, thumbs up oh. or thumbs down on elective surgeries? Uh. Yeah, I mean, thumbs up, right? I mean, not necessarily face swapping, but, you know, uh, elective surgery, sure. I mean, it as is long elective. as you understand the risks, you know? Sure. Why not? All right. <laughs> would you rather, question, would you rather only watch John Travolta's film history or the Nicolas Cage collection for the rest of your life? Uh, who? I mean, I mean, I guess I would. I think I would say uh, John Travolta. I'd have to because, first of all, if if I'm going on a Cage, I, you're, you're you're probably Battle taking Shipper. on three. Yeah, Raising well, Arizona. There's that, but but like three times the catalog of of Travolta, you know, because yeah. because Cage has four movies a year or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Travolta, I think overall has had much better movies, and I would tolerate those a lot more. I agree. I agree. All right, um, Jimmy. If you could switch faces with any person, fill in the blank. It would be blank. Uh, yeah. Well. Um, okay. So, so I guess I interpret that as like be somebody for a day or for sure. a time. I don't yeah, know. Because uh, apparently you can also would, take their whole body. So I guess right. <laughs> right. right. Like the full, the whole, and also their whole life, and- like an like an Edgar suit. <laughs> I guess you know. Listen, why not? Why not uh, see what it's like to be a celebrity, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I mean, you know what? Nicholas Cage might actually be somebody fun to be. I mean, oh, guys, what? Boy. Can you imagine what his lifestyle is like? I can't. You don't want to. I, I, I want can't. to. I don't know. I I I am fascinated. It's intriguing. I, I want to know. Yeah, the, the like mega like the the people that are like a cult of personality, like like Bill Murray. 
Mm. Like, could you imagine being Bill Murray for a day? Like, yeah. what what that's like? I would want to be the rock. Interact the rock, him, right? like I would the rock, be the yeah. rock for right. the day. Because yeah, yeah, I want to see what it's like to be him. Also, yeah. his I guess arms. Like, you, you get like muscular I want implants those. or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, I want, I want, I want those arms. Yeah. Okay. Favorite question number four. Your favorite film. Uh, John, your favorite John Woo movie. Oh, uh, he's actually had some good movies. I, I'm actually not a huge John Woo fan, but I like his early stuff. Like Brian was saying, um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen uh, a better tomorrow. Uh, there mm. it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's Chow Yun fat who he plays like a cop or a gangster or something. And there's guys, there's one scene where, uh, and it's still, still to this day, it amazes me. Um, it's a it's it's shot in one long take right and he basically plows through all these enemies these gangsters in a hospital and he's like shooting them left and right and it's all stunts they're like flying through the windows he gets in an elevator he goes up the elevator gets out of the elevator and shoots and fights and karate kicks some more guys and he takes out like 40 guys and it's all done in one take no special effects all stunts and it's just amazing you wonder like how they 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 shot that and i think like that that film is probably in large part why uh, Hollywood kind of brought John Woo over. It's an awesome movie. A Better Tomorrow. It's great. All right. Thank you. And uh, our final question, Jimmy, question five, is our deep thoughts question. Um, this film on Rotten Tomatoes has a 92% rating. What do you think that says about the average viewer watching? <laughs> the average viewer? Face off. Oh. I mean, listen, I guess I am the average viewer now because um, I, I think that's probably justified. I think for what it is, I think people here's what I would say. I think uh, people recognize what it is. And I like, you know, this this is probably the uh, one of the better movies of its type of its type of its type. That's what I would we say. should say that we're still teaching Katie how to use the Internet. The Rotten Tomatoes score of 92 percent is actually the review score. The regular viewer audience score is only 82%. Please explain the difference to me. The, this number Uh, comes from actual reviews written in by reviewers, by papers and stuff. So you're saying the, the critical, yes, the critics like it more than for this average viewers than for the, that's fascinating. Well, here's well, actually see that kind of makes sense to me though. Cause the, the critics reviews are probably from 1997. Right. I mean, look, mm. this is very much a movie of its time. Right. No, Absolutely. Yeah, it is though. That's fair. I agree. I, I think because like the problematic stuff that mm. we look at, you know, now is, was not really, oh. I guess seen as problematic back then. And also yeah. let's face it guys. Like, you know, Travolta and Cage are basically they're like the A-list punchline guys of today. Like they're just they're jokes. Back then they had a higher status. So like people were inclined to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt more, I think, you know. So people are seeing it from a different lens now, you know. Mm. I have to say this movie had some of the best written reviews that I've ever seen. I read several of them aloud to Jim in bed and it oh, was okay. very enjoyable. Oh, that's yeah. what you're into. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, our one of our favorite podcasts is it? Um, How did this get made? They yeah. love reading some audience reviews, yeah. usually from Amazon. I kind of got I got into that, but it was uh, it was critic critic reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, and they well, were people. Excellent. There are a lot of people who love this movie, so I mean, mm-hmm. feel free. It is it is a viewing experience. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it is an experience. That's a good way uh, to say it. If you could have any other recommendations, does anybody have anything they want to recommend this week? Uh, we're still obsessed with Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, right. still, try to, still try to finish it. Yep. It's 1030 now, we're so gonna, we can't gonna, do it tonight. No, we can. We're going to go do it right oh, now. Oh, are we? Right. Oh, yeah. Let's Jimmy, okay. uh, I will say, guys, if you do do it tonight, you might be up late oh, damn afterwards. It. So just keep yes. that in mind. Uh, we don't have. I'll go right to sleep. I'll go right to sleep. I have a quick recommendation, guys. I, you know, I was thinking about like some of my favorite movies of 2020. I was talking to some people. Have you guys seen um, Bad Education on HBO? Uh, I have with, not. Uh, oh, guys, it's great. It's with huge. It's Hugh Jackman's Jackman. best performance. It's about like, you know, I guess the bureaucracy of like sc- private schools. And it's based on a true story. Guys, you should you should watch it at some point. All it's right. so good. All it right. was meant for a theatrical release. So it didn't. But it never made it there. Uh, and uh, it would have gotten a lot more buzz if it had. But okay. I don't know. Right. check it out. Bad education. Uh, I recommend you see Top Gun in 4K for my birthday. I took the day off from work and watched that and Big Lebowski in 4K. The transfers were fantastic. Oh, I uh, recommend the Resident Evil video games. The two, yeah, the, so you've been number eight. Those. You like those, right? And number uh, seven, the, the only two horror games I ever played a little bit of. You're doing uh, Village right now, Jim. Yeah. Also, could I recommend yeah, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary, mm-hmm. which oh, was a recommendation from the past. So good. And it's my great. criterion recommendation this week is Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai. Oh, Forrest Whitaker, which yeah. was tremendous. Um, that's it, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, oh, buddy. Well, Thank what's, you, we got to figure out what's <laughs> next on the schedule for oh, you. Boy. It's never a dull film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you pick. You yeah, pick the next well, one. You pick the next one. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll. Uh, yeah. I'll, well, we have uh, a very I'll good track record with you, Jimmy. I mean, we have yeah. uh, L.A. Confidential. We have Back to the Future. We have. Yeah, they're not. They're not, all, they're not all stinkers. They're not <laughs> yes, all stinkers. Really no, we have. I don't know if you've ever done a film that's below ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes on this program actually uh oh there's there's plenty i'll uh i'll let you guys know i would be i'd love to come back on all right all right bye everybody everybody. everybody. see you commenters yeah